listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. Good morning, this is the Frank Skinner Show. Fans of the Birmingham dialect will be disappointed to learn that Frank's not here today, but fans of a spoilt North London twang will be very <laughs> excited to hear that I am. I'm Emily Dean, I'm standing in for Frank Skinner today. We miss him as ever, and we're very excited because he's filming Doctor Who currently. Which is, as excuses for a no-show go, it's pretty impressive. <laughs> it's better than I've got back-to-back meetings. Um, I'm not alone for once in my life. I'm joined this morning by one of my regulars, Steve Hall in the house. Good morning. Good morning to you, Steve. I love waking up with you, which it's I know will be the- news to your heavily pregnant <laughs> wife. Uh, the relief <laughs> I felt when you said spoilt North London twang. <laughs> the, the first half of that final word, I was having palpitations. Okay. Um, I look forward to examining those later. <laughs> I'm also joined by Absolute Radio Institution, Pete Donaldson. Mm, and it is an institution. It really is. Uh, enjoy the institution for the next three hours. Well, as an Absolute Radio Institution, could you tell us how we could text the show, Pete? Do you Ooh, know the number? I think it's 8 12, 15. Mm? Text for, cost 50p plus your standard network rate. Well, we, don't, <laughs> we don't normally include cost, Pete, just FYI. I'm just, I, I think it's important to, you know, lay out exactly what they're getting yeah. out of this. Well, you do, but we prefer smoke and mirrors on this <laughs> yeah. show. My wife's been trying to mess me up because I've been trying to, each time I get nervous about remembering the text number, yeah. and my wife was shouting 8 <laughs> <laughs> That's like my father reading a mobile number <laughs> yes my number is oh seven one seven two three five like the speaking clock lovely mm. he is rather like the speaking clock um so yeah text us um as pete just said beautifully or you can follow the show on twitter at frank on the radio um i need to talk to you boys i have a tale to tell mm. i've been looking forward to sharing this with you and the readers because you're all like my therapist in a way. <laughs> I couldn't get in with my therapist this week. She was chock-a-block because of the Kenya West wedding. Right. Guest said post-traumatic <laughs> stress disorder. As, as all the readers are your therapists, you can invoice the show on 8 <laughs> <laughs> don't know if they've got pockets big enough, to be honest, for my problems. Uh, I had an incident. Well, I should say I have a new man in my life. Mm. Don't ask, don't tell. It's all gone a bit US military. Um... <laughs> But it's going very well. Thank you very much for asking. We did ask, but you wouldn't tell us who he was. No, I'll I'll distribute a fact sheet about (laughs) him after the show. A portfolio. Yeah. Of course, in Mourinho style. Lovely. He's a few years younger than me, so winning. Good Um, work. Yes. Anyway, he was staying with me last week for the night, Mm. and he had a night out planned with work colleagues. I mean, it wasn't a big Hofmeister follow the bear, you know, Mm. lads on the night out night. Uh, An advertising campaign that he may be too young to (laughs) to know about as well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're so cruel, but so right. Does he remember Hooch? Or Mad Dog 2020? I'll I'll soon find out when he goes to my fridge tonight. So, he was staying at mine and he was having this dinner. And he said, well, look, is it okay? It's going to be till... He's still checking. We're at that stage where you're still very polite with each other. You don't just go out on a night out and then just turn up at somebody you've uh, not been going out with for very long, I don't think. Oh, I'll have to rethink everything. I've been accepting this treatment. (laughs) So we had the dinner at nine. I thought nine was a bit louche, to be honest, for a dinner. Mm, yeah. I, I worried there might be some sophisticates nightclub involved. Louche, <laughs> louche women would be uh, <laughs> a version of that show. <laughs> I'm no carbs after seven myself, but each to their own. Yeah. So I said, fine, come in as late as you like. Go to a lap dancing club, bring her home. I'm still pretending to be nice. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes to this dinner. I give him the keys. It gets to midnight. I think, okay, um, I'd like to hear from him soon. Getting a little bit like I'd hear. Fortunately, I get a message at 12.08. Can you tell I'm being quite forensic about this already? (laughs) (laughs) Had you done a chart for his arrival? I've written down the exact text. I can tell you what it said. It says, just having one more quick one. Yeah, we, we've on. all done that one. Come on, yeah. <laughs> and then you come no, in on this fire. Was about, this was the drink. Right. Um, then I'm on my way. See you V soon. Mm. Two kisses. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, it's 12.08. I'm waiting for my new man to get in touch mm. um he's just texted me and he said i'm on my way that's where we left things wasn't it just i'm on my one, way just having one more just having one more yeah that's a sentence that tripped off your tongue very easily <laughs> you know, so. i'll see see you soon kiss kiss Twelve fifty seven. Oh, oh come on now 
This is feeling like an episode of Crime Watch. <laughs> <laughs> it gets better. <laughs> no sign. I'm starting to get a little irritable. Mm. I've got to be up early in the morning. And also, I've done that thing again, early stages, early doors. I've arranged my hair a bit artfully. Yeah. It's a bit no makeup, makeup. <laughs> You're still making an effort at this stage. 1.10 a.m. Things are getting a bit ugly now. <laughs> <laughs> That's an escalation over 13 minutes there. <laughs> what I've turned into, I'm checking my phone every minute. Mm. Every minute. I've turned into what my gay Scottish friend Malcolm calls angsty beard monster, <laughs> which is when you're tossing and turning all night and the other person's out. And when you're angsty beard monster, <laughs> all you have to focus on is your anger at the fact that they're mm. not back the, with the you. The fact that you're doing it in a Scottish accent makes me think it's like a long-lost cousin of the family Ness, if you remember <laughs> that particular cartoon. <laughs> but they're out drinking, having a laugh, and so time is passing so quickly mm. for them, whereas all I'm left in the bed, in the dark, with nothing to think about other than... How furious I am. Stick Netflix on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> watch the telly or something. And do you, and I love you my just, anger. <laughs> I like being angsty bed monster. Are you angry or are you... Because I, when I, I, I start to like imagine morbid, you know, like, I'll turn on the telly and it'll be like, there's some major police yes. incident. <laughs> no, I don't care about that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just furious uh, that they're out having a good time and I'm being angsty bed monster. Mm. So, I'm afraid things got to uh, 1.30 a.m. <clears throat> Can I just remind people that 12.08, uh, uh, he was just having one. Yeah. Well, well, one, that's half an hour. Yeah. The journey home. Yeah, but he doesn't even hour. really drink, so one what? A peppermint tea? <laughs> <laughs> What's so what, going on? What level angsty bed monster mm. uh, are you at? I've angsty, gone into... Angsty bed monster, it should be Morrissey's next album, <laughs> I've gone into... Neighbours always said she was such a quiet type. I've, got, I've gone that bad. Things are getting really bad. So I send a very passive-aggressive text saying, R, just a letter, not, I didn't even fully spell it out, are you okay? Question yeah. mark, no mm. kiss. I mean, you know he's okay. That, <laughs> yeah. That's the most upsetting thing for him. You know he's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Much to my chagrin. <laughs> uh, he replied, so sorry. I'm glad he didn't say soz. Oh, sozard. Yeah. I'll be home in a bit, tuts. Cool, cool beans. <laughs> so sorry, I'm leaving soon. Ordered a cab for one forty-five. So have to leave then. Well, that didn't play well with me. Have to leave then. <laughs> Why didn't like he book it earlier? Exactly, that's what oh, I said. Oh, on your side, no. I wasn't Thank before. You. Yeah. Thank he you very much. He should have just lied. He should have, he should have, he should have, he should have, that's the chance to lie. <laughs> Had a cab booked for half twelve, <laughs> didn't, didn't turn come. up. Yeah, good. I know. Anyway, when he, I heard the door go, he did the old <laughs> tricks. We know those tricks, don't we? D changed into, t changed out of the clothes downstairs, brushed the teeth downstairs, mm -hmm. used my toothbrush, I noted. I never sanctioned that. <laughs> <laughs> when he came in, I totes pretended to be asleep. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Until I sat bolt upright and said, what time do you call this? This is really not on, you know. Wow. Mm. I think I might have said, that's who are you? I don't even know you. <laughs> 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 who is this stranger in my bed? <laughs> Absolute. Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm Emily Dean and I'm standing in for Frank this morning and we're discussing me turning into angsty bed monster when uh, my man <laughs> uh, came back rather late. And we, we've had some sympathy. 631 has texted to say, that's unbelievable. Poor Emily. I would have taken <laughs> you with me and shown you off. <laughs> and then he ruins it. That's a great start. And then he yeah. ruins it by saying dot, 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 or stayed at home and mm. given you a foot massage. Oh. I, that genuinely makes me feel a bit sick. Yeah. <laughs> Just the show you off bit yeah. is bad enough for me. Yeah. Okay. Foot massage. Foot massage. I'll, has I'll has he not it. seen Pulp Fiction? <laughs> Also, I'm not, yeah, not, not a fan of the foot. <laughs> Simon <laughs> Page has texted to say, Emily, you're doing a great job filling in for Frank. Thank you. Please don't do a Scottish accent again. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, was it not played well? That was all right. I thought it was all right. I thought, you know, you I could get, it was fine. get a bit of voiceover work. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd be very happy with that. But, no, we have been discussing this sort of coming home late mm. um, experience. And I got very cross. Obviously, we made it up in the end and everything was fine. And I quite enjoyed my aggrieved housewife role. I felt I played yeah. it rather well. Do you have a, a rolling pin? I think I said at one point, you're drunk, which he doesn't even really drink. <laughs> but I think it just made 
me sound better. Yeah. I had the moral it's high ground. My, my wife just doesn't care, and partly because she wears earplugs uh, when she sleeps, and she's she's my, also a Nora Bassey yeah, figure. Yeah. Well, my wife snores like All a right, walrus. Bernard Manning. She snores so late; it's like a walrus is appearing on stars in their eyes doing a Skrillex song. Like that's <laughs> that's the noise she makes. And so the only time she gets annoyed is if I'm sufficiently hammered when I get in. Um, I'll sometimes oh, wake her up because I want to hang out. Can I just uh, say apologies, Frank, for discussing alcohol and, on your uh, show? <laughs> uh, so I made the mistake about two in the morning a, a few weeks ago. I woke her up, and apparently, I don't remember this, apparently I forced her to watch 15 minutes of a video on YouTube of the CEO <laughs> of a jeans company talking you through uh, <laughs> adequate jeans maintenance. <laughs> Which Why were you watching that, Steve? <laughs> Every day's Christmas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the CEO, the CEO of Levi's, and he was mm. and he was saying, "Put them in the freezer. You don't need to wash your jeans. Put them in the freezer, or spot clean, or air them." And apparently, you've my got wa- a very market yeah, stallholder. Yeah, but my wife was apparently going, "Please, I want to see." I was going, "No, we've got to watch the show about the jeans." <laughs> <laughs> that sounds utterly hellish. <laughs> I cannot think of a worse way to spend an evening. I, I, I like to sort of come home with like you know little little treats I might have found in the street, like. A chair leg or a bag of mannequin heads, <laughs> half a well, tub of Greek ge- yogurt. Genuinely, you strike me as a bit of a, a late night talker. If you don't mind me saying, Pete Donaldson. What you know, like uh, I certainly do sleep talking. Apparently, I woke up a few weeks ago uh, just saying the words, "It's dog versus dog." <laughs> <laughs> I don't no, know where that I came mean, from. I you strike me TV shows. as a stay out late type. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. You know, I'm well, just I'll, on my I'll way pet. Yeah, yeah, I do that a lot. But Why I, 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 but I work, one more. But I work late, so it's fine. Oh. I'm reversing my sleep patterns with this show right now. So, so do you ever anyway. get in trouble? God, yes. How does, God, it, yes. How, how does it manifest itself? Um, just general uh, kind of. It's like a hum in the background of, of just you know people being upset with me in all okay. aspects of my life. Yeah, work, really. Play, I like everything. to think. Well, we I think we learnt from this experience, and I think he knows if he does it again, I'll cut all the arms of his suits off. <laughs> the Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from eight on Absolute Radio. Now, Emily, we need to talk. I'm, I'm, I'm borrowing your phrase. I have one row, and you <laughs> leap straight in there. Angsty talk monster. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I wanted to talk about David Beckham. Well, DB, I'm always happy. I'll pull up a chair. Put the fire on. (laughs) Have you seen David Beckham is launching... He's launching a TV show. Oh, yes. Called David Beckham Into the Unknown. The Um, Rebecca Lou story, possibly. uh, Everything's the unknown to him, surely. He's a footballer. Yeah, Yeah, that could be the the longest programme ever. (laughs) How to make sandwiches. Yes, certain words. (laughs) Thesaurus. No, no, we shouldn't be cruel about Uh, DB. uh, he went to was it the Amazonian he went, yes rainforest. he's been on a tour of the a tour a trip you don't really go <laughs> on a tour of the Amazon <laughs> play, play some footy with some alligators hello, hello Amazon <laughs> can you hear me here's one you won't know it's called basic hygiene <laughs> can I just say absolute radio etc etc uh, but, yes so, but he's been branded a wimp by, uh, by Michael Palin because he, he admitted his fear of creepy crawlies who rattled his cage, Palin? <laughs> yeah, Who pa- rattled pa- your yeah. cage? Palin seemingly angry. Palin, Palin just there going, you know, I, 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 I've been around the world in 80 days. <laughs> <laughs> I like them having some sort of eight-mile face-off, though, yeah. Palin and Beckham. I mean, neither of them... They probably both did it quite... In a rather pampered way, I suppose. It's not like they were just kind and of what, strolled the in the Amazon. You, you know, Palin was probably had, had a support network, let's say. Well, <laughs> David Beckham, he said, I was like, snakes... <laughs> Not a big fan of. <laughs> now, can I just say, David, I love you. I think you're really hot, but you're a grown man with four children. Don't say I was like. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the then he, he said, <laughs> spiders, also not a big fan of, but frogs were the thing. <laughs> and then he said, I was kind of not sure I wanted to come across yeah. one, which sounded like he'd been overly media trained yeah. by Alex Ferguson. He can't even yeah. say he doesn't like frogs. Well, the way he was talking about it, he was talking about it like people talk when they're about to vote someone out of the Big Brother house. <laughs> so it was like he was choosing to vote something out of the rainforest. <laughs> Ultimately, I've got to let frogs out. It's nothing personal, but I just think they've got a game plan. I think they've got a game plan, that's all I'm saying. Who, I mean, who doesn't have a frog policy? He's got his, you know, I have a frog policy, yes, unless in a frog chorus. And I, and I do not endorse their work. <laughs> I just love the idea of frogs having a game plan. <laughs> <laughs> it, sounds quite, it sounds quite an interesting thing. He said he saw some, like, touring around the areas of Brazil and so on, he saw some incredibly basic huts, but apparently they will be ready as stadiums. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Seymour. <laughs> yeah, I like, I mean, 
Michael Palin did go a bit postal on him, didn't he? Michael, pa- <laughs> uh, Michael Palin said, you are a wimp, really. David Attenborough would have interviewed it. This is regarding the said frog with the game <laughs> yeah, plan. Yeah. But let's be honest. I mean, Frank's got strong views on David Attenborough. I have as well. And he's really just a boxing promoter, isn't he? <laughs> he's Barry Hernan's son. Because he organises fights. That's yeah, what he does. does. He doesn't intervene. He never. His <laughs> job is to say, leave it. We've all had a few. Yeah. <laughs> Calm down. Look at this lion kicking hell out of another lion. <laughs> we need to get Reg Gutteridge doing commentary on some natural history shows. No, but why doesn't he intervene? Frank has pointed this out before, and I agree with him. If he saw, if there were two humans doing that, someone yeah. would have to intervene. He sees two bears going at it. He lets them get on with it. We need to ramp it. Oh, let's make it. Let's make nature documentaries pay per view. Let's <laughs> yeah. get them like Frotch versus Groves. And, you, and you press the red button to add another bear. <laughs> So it's a bad yeah. wrestle. That'd be great, an animal royal rumble. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw in a new animal every 30 seconds. I'd so watch that. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. You know, I was talking earlier about angsty bed monster. ABM. Yes. And how um, the gentleman caller in my life. (laughs) (laughs) The gentleman caller in my life had come back late and I wasn't best pleased. Uh, Some readers have texted in, or tweeted, I should say, and advised me what to do in this situation. Mm. Paul Baker says, execute them. (laughs) (laughs) Seems a rather uncompromising stance to take. It's the only language they understand. Yes, Sarah W says, store it for future blackmail purposes, it will always come in handy. I will genuinely do that. And Matt Cashmore says she should uphold California's three-strike sentencing law, he'll learn. (laughs) I love he'll learn. I like the fact that Paul Baker has put execute them and then a smiley face emoticon. (laughs) If only judges in the olden days had done that. Or indeed Kim (laughs) Jong-il. Execute them, lol. Yes. Not Kim, what's my new one? Kim Jong-un. Oh, Kim Jong-un. I do apologise. Kim's right, honestly. It's okay. He's yeah. um, he's very laid back Kim, and he yeah. won't have a problem with me getting Kim, his name wrong. Kim Jong-lol. That could, uh, <laughs> could revolutionise North Korea's standing in the world. Have you noticed um, Oon, as I call him, <laughs> has decided he's having a bit of an image makeover, isn't he? He is, well, he, he's uh, experimenting with smiling nice. more in yeah. photos and wearing hats. Yeah. And right, which means okay. he looks more and more like Michael McIntyre <laughs> with every photo as well. <laughs> That's no bad thing. <laughs> We were talking also about David Beckham this morning and Creepy Crawly Gate and how he did confess to not liking Creepy Crawlies. And you see, I feel his pain because obviously I don't like insects very much. Although, spiders I can live with. Cockroaches, get out of my pub. (laughs) Earwigs, they're a bit overrated. They don't have enough... Where's their PR? There's not enough of them, is there, really? No. You never see any. What are they? They're lacking an identity. And what about beetles? Where's your waist? Terrible bodies. The bodies are awful. Oh, but they're shiny. Working in the fashion industry, do you prefer stick insects? Yeah. <laughs> of course I do. Oh, praying mantis, now you're talking. What's your worst insect? In fact, would you like to text us in on 8 12 15? Uh, I'm going to call it what's your worst insect, because I like that it's grammatically incorrect. It should, of course, be pedants note that i am aware of this it should be what's your least favorite insect is that right Stephen? I, I would that's i would i would go with that this is donatella's david oliver again <laughs> yes it really is <laughs> yeah. uh but yeah i would like to know what insects you don't like that's the kind of strange text that we do i i really hate woodlice the nervous elderly men of the, the insect <laughs> world like they, they never appear for any great reason they don't come out for food they just hang out <laughs> They're like <laughs> crappy armadillos. <laughs> Are we allowed to say that word on Absolute Radio? You're uh, an Absolute armadillos, Radio institution. No, so armadillos, no. armadillos is unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> no air what? words in the morning, can thank I, you. Can I ask you a question? With a silverfish, they only appear... I mean, what's their purpose? In libraries? I've never Baths. seen one in the... Oh, they're really? always in a bath, a silverfish. I had carpet <laughs> moths for a very long time, and that was... They you were can get some cream get for that. <laughs> What about you, Steve? Well, I have a lengthy story about my least favourite... Uh, Does it involve old episodes of Doctor Who? It involves all no, your stories involve it, old I episodes of Doctor Who. I promise there is no Doctor Who involved, but uh, <laughs> it may involve uh, playing a song before we, uh, before we do it. Do it over, song. Steve's taking over this morning on Absolute <laughs> Radio. I'm staying in this chair. You keep your hands off. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Now, where were we, boys? We were discussing our worst insects. 
Oh yes. Uh, and I had I had dangled uh, <laughs> my anecdote about my least favourite insect. So. Yes, do tell us. Well, it, so this stems uh, uh, in 2007. I was uh, in Melbourne uh, doing the comedy festival. Oh, uh, I, I don't mean to be rude, but whenever Steve starts with in 2007, I think this is going to be quite long. I'll, I'll try. <laughs> I'll try and do it. Well, uh, it's just there's a lot a, of years to cover, isn't yeah. there, to get us up to the present day, but yeah, as there's, you were. There's not an epic saga. There's no Lord of the Rings okay. about why I, why I hate this place. So, uh, uh, Ross Noble uh, had uh, a, an absolutely beautiful ranch uh, just on the well, outskirts of so I've heard, of but I've uh, talked to his wife about that. <laughs> uh, and uh, he did a, a massive camp out on his, on his uh, acreages. Uh, for all the comics who were performing. It was a magical day, and then at midnight, mm. he took everyone for a drive in the back of his ute to try and uh, see kangaroos in the darkness. Oh, I um, love that. So it's a lovely thing with this straw-covered back of his ute, uh, and it's a really lovely thing. And then the, there's a bit where it, he has to stop the car briefly to engage his four-wheel drive to get it up a hill. <laughs> so we all pile out, uh, and Josie Long stands up to discover that she has been sat almost not without squashing she's been sat right next to a huntsman spider for the whole time yes and just the bedlam that i've never seen (laughs) panic comedians of various stripes (laughs) losing their mind the only thing i can compare it to is you know when uh, um, an american magician on a street corner in like a rundown area does a trick and people are like running up and down the street oh my god that was it was we we were reacting like someone had just shown us a magic trick somewhere in new mexico it was like uh, when I walk into a bar at the Edinburgh Festival. Yeah. <laughs> the comedians Ab- run. Absolute terror. They're huge huntsmen. But Josie Long's not, that not big either. Yeah, she's a small person. Yeah. So, mm. uh, absolute terror. They're massive. They're actually not as dangerous. They just they'll they want to be left alone. They'll mm. deliver a bite. But just as people calm down. Uh, and, and everyone was, uh, you know, and Ross had just quite casually thrown it out of his car, mm. and it was fine. Uh, and Get over just, there. Yeah. Did Ross do that? Oh, Ross. Yeah. Let me you know, yeah. it over there. That's then, made me find Ross at least fourteen percent more attractive. That's, <laughs> and, I like that. Yeah, but he threw it into Josie Long's face. It was really horrible. Just Steve as, wants to finish yeah. his story. Just as people, excited. just as people chilled out, and Ross mm-hmm. had been the hero. He then went, of course, they always hunt in pairs. Oh. <laughs> I like that you went and got to see some kangaroos. Uh, right, what do we need to, uh, to see some kangaroos? We need to be really quiet. Let's. Get a ute full of comedians <laughs> to look at these kangaroos. That's going to be the new collective noun for comedians. A ute. <laughs> I can actually think of some more offensive ones. <laughs> You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. This is the Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. You can text the show on 81215 or you can follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio. I'm Emily Dean. I'm standing in for Frank this morning and I'm joined by Steve Hall in the house also known as Wikistevia. Oh, yeah. Due to, uh, <laughs> now he's gone a bit creepy. And uh, Pete Donaldson. I'm off the subs bench. What's happening with this show? Frank's not been seen for weeks. <laughs> Alan had a black eye last week. It's like that last days of Rome. <laughs> Put a shirt on, Emily, honestly. <laughs> People turning on the webcam, or maybe turning it off, who knows. <laughs> We're talking this morning, you know... I'm going to complete. My textins are a little unconventional. <laughs> I think I've had. How much does it cost to build a wall? Yeah. Last week I had. Didn't I have something about uh, what's your favourite Donatella? No, what's your favourite David statue? Yeah. Michelangelo right. or Donatella? A, and the debate about whether it was Stratford on or up on Avon. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this week jump, I'm doing. What's your worst insect? <laughs> Someone has tweeted me and very. Um, very kindly pointed out that they think that text is a bit Route 1. <laughs> and what are we going to be doing next? What's your favourite colour? Pink, FYI. Mm, purple. <laughs> I would argue they fundamentally miss the point. Yeah, but, you know, they're joining in, so... Yes, um, it's nice. We've, like had, think it's we've had an second. overwhelming response as well. Have mm. we? Uh, we've had some very strong answers. Some of these... Uh, some people have, have, have texted in with... Uh, on 8.12.15 with uh, suggestions that... Uh, things have, I've never heard of, so I've been sufficiently worried. I've Googled the names to make sure they are actually real things and not, like, something deeply smutty that no-one would want to... For the what's your worst insect. So and it's not what's your least favourite, because that's grammatically correct. Yes. It's what your worst insect. Your worstest. Yeah. So 982 <laughs> has said... Uh, more Morning, guys. In New Zealand, we have the Weta, W-E-T-A. This is worth a Google. They are freaky, ugly-looking things. Well, don't, don't Google oh. that. I've Wikipedia'd it. It's horrible. Is they it? fat, horrible little things. Like, you know when insects stop becoming hard is it? Is it, the, is it the Jonah Hill of the insect world? <laughs> they just become fleshy. <laughs> and <it's> kind of... <laughs> oh, I don't like that. I don't like a flesh... Yeah, but has it got definition, the Weta? What's this person in NZ called? Uh, 982. 982. Has it got definition? Because that's what I require. A bee and a wasp, they've got a waist. 
You know where you stand? They're Kardashian. What I don't like is that beetle flatness. Mm, I can't bear it. Where she's all round. If you can count it to a bar, we're not interested. (laughs) Would it kill them to to work out and spot reduce and get some definition? Here's one. 395 said, I hate an insect called a Parktown prawn. They are from South Africa. (laughs) They hiss at you when you go near them and are impossible to kill. Which makes it sound like it's Arnold Schwarzenegger playing the title role in Parktown Prawn. That sounds like me when you come back late. (laughs) I'm a Parktown Prawn. And again, I've Googled it to make sure, because there is a worry. If you type Parktown Prawn into Google, who knows what you're going to come up with, but it's... It's actually like a West Side Story. <laughs> We're the Parktown Prawns. You best not come round here. We'll, we'll hiss at you. Apparently, it's a variant on a giant cricket. Ugh. Is it? Insects but, are uh, disgusting. Somebody, somebody will probably says not even insects. Donaldson. <laughs> they really are. I hate them all. Do you not like any of them? C- I like cicadas because they're, they're really fascinating. Because when you hear, oh, them but clicking, everyone says that because yeah, you want to see more. Oh, I like a mojito. I'm in a bar. <laughs> oh, no revolution, but, summer days. But they live. They live for like seven years underground, and then they only come up for seven weeks and um, you know do their business and then party. Die. <laughs> party for seven days, Andrew WK that's, style. That's like the man who does the voiceovers for Big Brother. <laughs> they only come up for seven weeks. Can I ask why didn't you get that gig? You'd be I brilliant know. at that. I I found out that he had like um like a quiz. Sure, Marcus, Marcus Bentley. Marcus Bentley. He had like quiz show for like one week or something, <laughs> and it was just him. Him like I don't think you can actually see him. I think it's him going. You've won the can, prize. Can I say what I like is that you said in a beautifully northern way. He had quiz show. Yeah, quiz show. <laughs> you didn't say a quiz show. That mill. <laughs> anyway, I think you should be getting that. If any broadcasters yeah. are listening out there, could um, pe- what was that noise? That was a wonderful squeak of someone's chair, but it sounded. <laughs> That was my career <laughs> elevating. Excuse me, I'm it sounded like a Park Town prawn letting his bloody foot. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. I've been loving discussing our worst insects yeah. on Absolute Radio this morning. I must apologise on air for I went to say uh, Park Town prawn letting rip or let fly, and I said a Park Town prawn letting flip. That uh, works. And, uh, that works for me. Disgusted at my own use of language. I l- no, I quite liked it. It was like someone on Grange Hill or something. <laughs> yeah. Not being able to use yeah. a Category C swear word. Yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like a Top of the Pops presenter trying to be down with like a rap group. Hey, those those kids are going to let flip. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was more flipping it, Tucker. Are we allowed to say that on Absolute Radio, Pete Donaldson? Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it's time for? I think as I've got you both with me... Um, we're all naked. Let's take a little wander in. <laughs> Email corner. Boys, have we heard from the outside world? We certainly have. Uh, good morning, Frank, Emily and the Cockcrawl, unfortunately. Oh, Pete reads these properly, just so you know. Which <laughs> is brilliant. No, but you read them like a proper man. Like a proper man? <laughs> yes. Like oh, a real packed out prop. That is, uh, I need some calamine lotion for the burn I've just received. <laughs> She really <laughs> flipped in your face, or whatever we said before. <laughs> she really yeah. let it flip. Yeah. Not like the way Steve reads, he was like his own little teapot. <laughs> Steve, I'm so sorry, I can't apologise enough. I, I'll be like Beckham. I was like, Steve? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. could be a new, a new double act, the real man and the untermensch. <laughs> No, I just meant we don't read them in the in the proper absolute radio way. It's you, fine. It's like, fine. I read like a DJ, basically. That's what you're saying. No, so it's a burn for oh, both no, of us. I'm it burns everyone. left, right, and centre. Honestly, uh, this person is after some advice. Go I on. have recently started to learn how to drive. I had a two-hour lesson yesterday, and during the lesson, the driving instructor asked me to stop and wait while he used a public toilet. Absolute disgrace. <laughs> during the same lesson, he also asked me to pull into a petrol garage, uh, garage, garage, uh, so that he could uh, fill up the tank. Surely these things. The, the things that he should be doing in his own time not while I'm paying him £20 an hour for his tuition should I pull him up on it or let it pass how high do you think this rates on the taking liberty scale hmm. that's indeed the question uh, I feel a bit annoyed but he is a nice old man he was recommended by a friend and he's done quite a job, uh, good job so far so I said nothing at the time how uh, do you think I should approach the subject if something similar happens again have any other readers experienced anything similar sincerely yours reader 3787 Wow. Oh, well, you've gone off completely off menu with the old four digits there for yeah, a start. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, I like your looseness. Mm. You're crazy. Yeah. 
I, I briefly worried that that's, that that's um, the number in scum. That uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's four seven three seven Carlin, sir. <laughs> reference to scum on Absolute Radio this morning on the breakfast show. Keep it light, Steve. I have to say, I used to have a driving instructor who used to do infinitely worse things than this. Mm. Um, it was made into a film called Confessions of a Driving Instructor, <laughs> starring Robin Asquith. No, what he used to do, he was called Keith. He was, um, it was a lovely chap, Jamaican chap, and he would stop, and I'm not doing an accent, and he would stop, and he would go into the house, uh, he'd say, I'm just stopping here. So, okay. He'd be gone for about, and then a woman would answer the door, and be gone for about 15 minutes. Hello? Yes. <laughs> this is I, of a I don't think he even had time to say that. Yeah. <laughs> and then he'd always say, I'm picking something up, I'm dropping something off. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's pretty incredible. So he would stop off to visit a lady friend. And then one time, we ha- well, we had to go to his family house, and all I'm saying is it, it wasn't the same house. One had Pebble Dash, the other didn't. Right. Okay. Wow. Mm. <laughs> so it's like the, a, ver- it's a different version of an emergency stop. <laughs> an, an urgency stop. Yeah. When he I feels the need. When I bang my clipboard on the dashboard, yeah. let's have sex. <laughs> they don't do that anymore, actually, do they? What, they, they don't, don't do the emergency stop anymore. Oh, do they, oh, do they not? No, apparently not. I don't know why they stopped it. If anyone else, in addition to what are your worst insects, you could text us in if you know why they stopped uh, doing the emergency stop in the driving test. I think that'd be a really good text in, don't you? I mean, and if you've got any advice for this guy who's uh, obviously in in all kinds of problems. My suggestion is the next time, because the next time this bloke goes to the toilet when he's Mm. on the clock, uh, when he returns from the toilet, Mm. he should say, what you've just done (laughs) is a perfect metaphor for what you're doing with my money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you've got that moment where you, he drives up to your house, you get in the car, you have a little bit of a chat, and then he, then you swap places, so you both get out of the car, mm. and while you do that, just key it. <laughs> key, key the whole thing. Or maybe steal something out of his yeah. car, like parts of the car, like the, 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 the gear stick, something like the car manual. And, just just on, and, every, and every time this happens, just keep on taking little bits of his car until you've got a full car yeah. and he's got no And car. he's got a Flintstone-style yeah. thing, he's got to <laughs> pedal with his feet. <laughs> I love that idea, but um, I'm a bit more of a fan of what's your favourite colour. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Have we had any texts this morning on 8.12? We, we have indeed on the subject of uh, what's your worst insect. Mm. Uh, Glenn Bateman, uh, his worst insect is ants. <laughs> and he simply says, get your own cake. <laughs> Thieving little that. creeps. Just a man asleep uh, in a garden, like, covered in ants and cake. Just, to be oh. fair, they come in peace. They mean no <laughs> harm. And what I would say about ants, sometimes, if you spill some Coca-Cola, let's say... Uh, I like the way I said that. It's quite <laughs> the 70s, wasn't it, referring to it in full. If you spill some Coca-Cola, and then you'll see them crawling to their own little demise in a puddle. Yeah, yeah. And I think this will be the great ant flood. It'll go down in their history books. <laughs> it's nothing to me. It's can a little you, drink. Can yeah. you drown an ant? I'm confused. I, I, what do you mean? Well, so that was, they, that they, was they, one of Stu Francis's <laughs> least effective catchphrases <laughs> on Cracker Jack. Can you drown an ant? <laughs> Are you genuinely asking me that? Yeah. He was suggesting, I'm not some David Attenborough figure, I don't set up <laughs> boxing matches between yeah. ants and earwigs. It sounds like you have been, yeah. though. We've no, also had- unintentionally, can I just <laughs> say, I'm very kind to the animal kingdom. <laughs> We've had a lot of hatred for earwigs. There is a strong anti-earwig mm. oh. uh, Aren't consensus. Earwigs a bit 70s. Yeah, you, I, I would argue you just don't see them anymore. No. Maybe well, it's, it's like it's like white dog poo and frappers. Yeah, yeah. They've gone the way, yeah. Well, a- Alan retains a fear of earwigs, even if he's not seen them. He's, he's, oh. When he was little, his mum told him that they get into your ears and eat your brains out. Well, uh, that is and true. 50 years later, he's still scared. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, though, in fairness. <laughs> yeah, I'm still, uh, it's still Beatles I've got an issue with, and that's to do with... Um, that time you met Paul McCartney. <laughs> no, it's to do with the the fact that they don't keep in shape and work out and they have terrible, terrible bodies. Pete Donaldson. Like, like that, tell me about Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> no, he looks good. He's got the black trainers with the... He has the little raised platform trainer. You know, they all wear those, don't they, the rock stars now? Oh, what, with the platform in the soles, so they're a little bit it's taller. A t- well, yeah, but what it is, they'll say, oh, I'm wearing a trainer anyway. And, oh, looky here, it's <laughs> giving me an extra three inches. <laughs> I know your game. Pete Donaldson. Hello. You know, I was talking about Angsty Bed Monster yes. earlier. In the middle of Angsty Bed Monster Gate, if anyone's just woken up, um, what's wrong with you? Sort your life out. Mm. It's far too late. 
Now, I was talking <laughs> earlier about how my boyfriend had got in late and I was a little bit upset. Yes. And uh, I'd been having a go at him. I was writhing around um, in, in, in anger. Yes. <laughs> no, that's on Tuesdays. He asked for that. <laughs> so during this whole incident, I received a text from Pete. Mm. Which was great because it was about was one going, o'clock. Hey, what are you doing, Em? No, you didn't <laughs> say that. What's going on? You're home alone. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> like the bad monster. You turned into some Mexican waiter for some reason. <laughs> but um, no, what happened was when um, my boyfriend finally arrived home, I used your text mm. and I said, "I've been busy anyway. I've had loads of people texting me. I've had a lot on. I've been get- and I, I held it up as evidence." Uh, and you'd been doing an event, hadn't you? Yeah, we'd been doing. Uh, I do like a football podcast, and we were doing some kind of um, live show. It's our called very the football first ramble. It's very good. Football I should say football ramble. Um, and we were doing our very first live show down at the Arcola Theatre in uh, East London. And um, as part of the, he's plugging it now. I'd better, I'd I did, I did not say you could There's not another one. <laughs> um, and we did we did the live show, and I did a video with you uh, d- talking about um, managerial touchline fashions and stuff like that. Oh yeah, technical area chic. So we'd done. <laughs> So we've done I'm a two big hours. Fan of that. So we've done two hours of content, and Emily's and, and mine's video was only like two minutes long, and I was expecting the adoring. I was, cu- I was to cut to shreds. <laughs> it was originally four hours long. It was. It I was cut to absolute shreds. <laughs> but at the end of the gig, I was sort of effect- I was effectively like waiting for people to go. Oh, Pete, you did a great job there. Brilliant. Really enjoyed that. Really funny. But every single person, bar nobody, mm. uh, wanted to talk about you. Oh, I, love I was. This. I was upstaged by video link. Do you know what? I love this so much. I might have to extend it into the next link. (laughs) (laughs) The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. Uh, what were we talking about? This is a professional start to a link, but what what were we talking we about? We were talking about Pete's podcast. Mm. Oh, yes. As if you actually oh. forgot. What, what were, we ta- were we talking Oh, that's right. We were talking about how everyone loves me. <laughs> My so, brilliance. So tell me again. Uh, well, yeah, we did a podcast, and uh, yeah, um, everybody wanted to talk about you, Emily. Oh. Uh, you, you know, you were seen for like two minutes out of a two-hour show. Thanks for that, yeah. <laughs> but you know, just a, a succession of twenty-five-year-old uh, good-looking chaps, and they were good-looking chaps, even though they're football podcast fans. Oh, it's like um, buses, isn't it? It's like always the wrong this. timing. I've got terrible <laughs> yeah. timing. I'm I, spoken for now. Because I briefly got confused when you referred to technical area chic. Mm. I thought that was some kind of downstairs grooming. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's as technical I, as I an, an area can get. I think. <laughs> yeah. And that, I just say, uh, like, yeah. Yeah, and if your boyfriend arrives home, like he's banned from the technical area <laughs> for three games. Got Let, let's banned. not go. In, let's not stray into that area. <laughs> That's what I say anyway. I'm late. Don't cart the dog out. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm glad to hear it went well. It did go well. Thank you very Good. much. All, all thanks to you. Uh, clearly, clearly. I was yes. just a little bit put out that everybody on Twitter was talking about you. Everybody uh, in the actual uh, Arcola Theatre was. Well, you're going to have you. to get used to it. I'm kind of a big deal. People I didn't, didn't realise this, though, Emily. That's the most upsetting thing. You wouldn't have been in the video if I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> have we had any texting? We have just just in terms of housekeeping to clear up the emergency stop thing. We've had quite a few responses on this. Yes, because well, we were. I was asking whether they still do such a thing yeah. in uh, driving tests these and, uh, days. There's a few different uh, theories. Six, but g- all, they all generally agree on the main details. So 639 has said the emergency stop, they still do it, but it's only once in every three tests uh, and that's because of the ABS uh, on all cars. Oh, um, okay. And Michelle, who is a driving examiner, says they no longer tap the dashboard, they hold up their hand and say stop! <laughs> and I don't know why I held my hand up as if I was on an episode of Oprah. And they, they hold up their hand and they say, talk to the hand! Drive to the oh, hand. Okay. <laughs> well, that was very factually accurate. Mm. Um, so thanks very much for that, Steve. Yes. And uh, ABS, what is... It? Because um, I can only I don't get... Know, an- I d- I don't I'm getting <laughs> angsty, angsty bed steering. <laughs> I'm getting something that needs medication to clear up. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've been having a moment of genuine joy, haven't we? Mm. Yes, just- but I'd rather not talk about that on Absolute <laughs> Radio. Just watch, just seeing the headlines on the telly about 90-year-old Bernard Jordan. Yes, this is the, bo- the chap who is, uh, escaped to, from his care home. To, to the D-Day celebrations. Because they wouldn't let him out. I love it. And so he just went. He just and went for there's it. There's just pictures of, like, all of the staff in the care home celebrating with him as he returns. He's going to get... <laughs> he's going to be snooker ball in the sock when, yeah. they get, when he gets him inside. 
It's just the fact that he, I wonder how long he's been planning it for with the other, yeah. you know, he's dug a tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> I also think, I think he should get PR now. He needs international representation. Yeah, advertising, something escapey. I hope he doesn't sign up to any dodgy brands. (laughs) (laughs) No, but they exploit them, the elderly. You'll just see him on the breaks in between, like, Countdown or 15 to 1. (laughs) (laughs) Now that we're getting on a bit, we need insurance. But he's also... He could do those parky ads. Yeah. I'd be much more likely to buy it off him. And instead of, like, a free carriage clock, you get a shovel or something. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Free swimming in Totty as well. (laughs) Just all manner of grot if he wants it. I believe he got the ferry, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that'd be an easy one, because you got the coach, obviously. It'd be, like, National Express or something like that. could Mm. sign him up. Yeah. Yes, what a great idea. Arriving in style with Bernard. Well, I think he's wonderful. And Bernard, if you're listening, call me. <laughs> you know what else I'd like to talk about this morning is I've been rather been rather obsessed by this Birmingham mother, uh, mm. Michelle Bardsley, thirty five. <laughs> <This> Birmingham mother. <laughs> She's a market trader. Well, as Frank's not here, uh, yeah. we need we need to tick our Birmingham box. She's a market trader. Mm. She apparently spotted a UFO the other week. <laughs> I should because th- th- this isn't the first Midland-based uh, UF- UFO sighting. <laughs> they see them a lot over there. No, that's true. They often spot objects in the sky. This isn't a rant to the material. Sun. It really it felt like there was a punchline yeah. arriving there. Yeah, no, the, the I'm afraid sun. I don't do punchlines. I thought it was a criticism of like the way West Brom play football <laughs> no. while, while Frank's away. <laughs> no. They see an object of the sky. They just, it's Route One all the time. They just hoof it out of the stadium. I wouldn't do that. I, I enjoy my job far too much. <laughs> uh, she filmed it though, which was clever of her. She'd gone to the back door for a cigarette, mm. and as she said, this was her statement. She said it in her accent. I can only, unfortunately, I can only do Adrian Charles's accent when I do a Birmingham accent. Right. So it will sound rather masculine. She said, "I went to the back door for a cigarette. I looked up, and there was shaped like orbs in the sky. I thought I'd had a few too many rum and cokes." <laughs> First of all, very good, Adrian Charles. Oh, is it? Mm. Oh, okay, good. Well, she, she originally said she was painting indoors, and then she goes outside for a cigarette. She's just inhaling constant fumes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's ripped to the UFOs on fumes. I like that she spent 40 minutes, this child's woman, uh, filming it, and then she did what anybody does when they've seen a UFO. She had to go and get her slippers and had to come back inside for her fags. <laughs> I love that her slippers and her fags were yeah. her priority. It's, it's such a dull video. Have you watched and it? And there's a bit yeah. where it moves. It's so obviously a reflection of something. <laughs> and it there's looks also... like football floodlights. And I've looked at the dates of this. Solihull Moors were playing... She's from Solihull. Yeah. Solihull Moors were <laughs> playing Leamington the in the Conference North. Well, why evening. has nobody done this at like, yeah. the newspapers? It was a dull, Why, why is this down to you, Steve? <laughs> because they're not a little bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's also the most 1970s news story I've seen in a while. <laughs> they need to follow that with a dog that can say sausages or a carrot that looks like some genitalia. That's, that's... You know what I like, Steve, is that you can clearly see, you can see a pair of jeans moving away and some Reeboks as well. <laughs> Someone's holding a torch, well, It's I like think. a really low-rent version of the X-Files. It's like yes, a it Poundland X. But it's like X-Files as if Shane Meadows has directed it. <laughs> Yeah, but they're in Birmingham. Give these people a break. (laughs) I love Birmingham's. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. What's uh, happening? On the worst insect front. Yes. To, yeah, what I quite like. Some people have essentially written small horror stories in the shape of a text or a tweet. With their, I thought that was the name of an insect. insect. <laughs> I'd love that insect. Uh, we've had, uh, Paul from Canning Town has said, "I lived in Washington D.C. Uh, and I noticed a cockroach in the digital display of my microwave. Oh. I then shone a torch in the back of the microwave vent holes, no. and it was infested with them. <gasps> I cannot use microwaves anymore. Oh, somebody doesn't know how microwaves work. <laughs> That's how they work. Cockroaches." <laughs> Are they powered by cockroaches? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was God. a controversial episode of Tomorrow's World where <laughs> Judith Han revealed that to the world for the first time. Pulls the back off. It's full of blooming cockroaches. <laughs> they're, they're hard workers, cockroaches. They don't get the credit Industrious. they deserve. They are. Kim Jong-un yeah. is a big fan of them. He employs them. And um, Glenn Bateman, who tweeted earlier... Also, can I, I'm sorry to interrupt sorry. cockroaches. What are their bodies like? Crunchy, delicious, <laughs> no, no, like a dime bar. I think they're quite well proportioned, so I'll let them off. They mm. have waist, don't they? <laughs> uh, yeah, they're yeah. mainly wing. Can they, oh, fly? They? can they fly? They can fly, can't I they? Don't know. I don't actually, don't actually oh. know. This could be a good... They could yes, be co- like, no, flying cockroaches, yeah. don't get me started. They could be like the cockerels. Why am I turned into Julie Walters? <laughs> they could be the nemesis of the cockerel, the yeah. cockroachal. Yes. <laughs> Reaching a bit there, but yes. <laughs> Glenn Bateman's explaining, because he tweeted before to say he hated ants and they steal cakes. And he's now I'll tell you what, Glenn Bateman, is, um, he's risen. Yeah, much, doing much better than his brother Patrick. 
Yes, uh, yes. If you're familiar with little literary joke Tycho, there yes. from um, Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. uh, he said ants completely and stealthily. I thought he said ants complete me like Doctor <laughs> yeah. Evil. You had me at ants. Uh, uh, ants completely and stealthily hollowed out my first Holy Communion cake. It collapsed when my mum sliced it. Oh, the horror! That's ex- that's like an allegory for faith. It's what you make of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. you <know? laughs> it's only what you put yeah. in you get out. His beliefs came crumbling. <laughs> Definitely. I'm glad we've been discussing religion this morning on uh, Absolute Radio. Because <laughs> yeah. Frank's not here, and he always does, like, you know, giving it a little mention. He'll be back next week, though, won't he? Is he, is he scheduled let's, in? Uh, let's see how things pan out today, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. You're listening to the Frank Skinner Show this morning. Oh, I said that all wrong. I'm going to start it again. We're not live, are we? Good. Uh, this is the Frank Skinner Show. I'm Emily Dean. I'm standing in for Frank this morning because he's off filming Doctor Who. He's got plans. You can text the show on 8.12.15 or you can follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio. I'm joined by Steve Hall in the house. Good morning. And I'm also joined by Pete Donaldson. I've never actually seen Doctor Who. Have Ever. you not? Not a single episode. Shall I start with Frank's episode? Would that be the ultimate tribute oh, to the man good. who's and allowed uh, me on his show? Peter Capaldi as well. Mm. I think he's going to be good. Mm. Well, let's, I'm hoping, plot-wise, they might play on the, the vague... Oh, no. Why did you similarity. do this? You've started him now. I didn't realise... It's that... like putting money in the slot. He'll just keep going. <laughs> and then in uh, 1953... I mean, as I said, I've never seen it. I've, I think I saw half a Doctor Who where um, there was a, a, an Englishman dressed up like a, a Chinese man. And it was a bit racist, so I turned it off. And that's, it was an old 70s well, one. Well, that's the least of the BBC's worries right now. <laughs> yes. Now, I saw, I tuned in once and there was someone wearing a pig mask. <laughs> and someone going, so, doctor. No, I that, thought, that I'm afraid I'm, no. like, I this have a mortgage. I really... were, because you were in Day, in the, day of the Triffids, <laughs> so there's a certain kind of... It's like the sharks and the jets. <laughs> you were actually watching Dr Pig. It yes, was a very popular show sure back then. <laughs> yeah. I think it's also just because, I don't know, I mean, I have discussed this uh, previously on ER, but I think it's partly because, a lot, you know, as my you may know, Pete, my parents were actors, yes. or my mother was an actress, I'm often out of work, and I think uh, a lot of our friends were in things like Doctor Who, yeah. and I would see them sitting up late into the night drinking red wine and smoking and saying, it's a great little theatre, that, and I've got this terrible job on Doctor on Who next week. <laughs> so it just lost all its charm and magic for me. But they would probably regard that as kind of not beneath them, but like it, it wouldn't be, back then it wouldn't be that amazing a job to be on Doctor Who, in the same way that before yes. Star Wars started, yeah. uh, yes, Alec right. Guinness didn't want to do it, nobody really wanted to do mm. it, they just thought, you know. Oh, yeah. now it's something of a coup. Well, oh, he's, yeah. he's on, I'm just terrified that... that Doctor Who is going to be arrested <laughs> as part of the inquiry. <laughs> yeah. I think we're safe just, with, just the, with the current Doctor. Him and Pudsy Bear. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, we were going to. Oh, should we go back, to email corner? Back to email corner. Shall we do the jingle again, Charlie? Okay, she stuck her thumb up <laughs> in the Paul manner McCartney. of a sort of. And, and no, it's, 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 it's very... where she stuck it up that was most alarming. <laughs> it was very 1980s roadshow the way she did it. <laughs> go, go, jingle. Email corner. Appropriate enough, as as we are celebrating the heroics of of, of uh, the gentleman who represented us in oh, Normandy seventy years ago, in, in oh. particular, Mr. Jordan. Um, we've had an email Pete, from. Can I just Normandy. say, uh, Pete Donaldson was suggesting, what what if he never fought? Was what you suggested. That, that's what I'm planning to do when I get to his age. I'm going to buy some medals. <laughs> Uh, 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 you know, yeah. uh, 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 an evening somewhere you can yeah. wait and buy medals. I don't know. Get them on and just walk around, call myself major. Yeah. Well, yeah. here's the, the terrifying time. thing: that at this point in time, we we know nothing about him no. other than that he's a hero. Oh, John so Kerry he, runs for president. And yeah. Everyone's all over his Vietnam career. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know. So if suddenly, Mr. Jordan is say? on television. Well, Farage. <laughs> John has got Terry some good is apparently running for president, which is a bit worrying. <laughs> Anyway, as you were. So an email from Normandy, from oh, expat prisoner 215, who says, Dear Frank, the Divine Miss Emma, and Monsieur Cockovan. Uh, well, you've I, got the cast list all wrong, but never mind. <laughs> uh, I have what I believe is a first world dilemma that you may be able to help me with. In order to escape the stresses of life here in Normandy, I often like to retire <laughs> to the cellar oh, dear. to partake in a few minutes of darts practice. Oh, I have numerous techniques that I like to employ in order to prove my, uh, improve my admittedly rather poor skills. 
but perhaps my preferred method is the 101 in six darts or less as seen in 80s arrows quiz bullseye. <laughs> I uh, love 80s arrows yeah. quiz. He actually arrows. calls it cult arrows quiz. It's nothing cult about bullseye. It was no. just a classic of its time. Mm. Uh, as I have heard this... It's, p- not, it's not pulp fiction, in <laughs> fairness, is it? <laughs> as I've heard this particular te- televisual classic mentioned on previous editions of your hilarious, wonderful, fulfilling show, mm. and he's sort of written that like super smashing great to fill <laughs> in oh, with maybe that's what he the means. Except there's a bit more... It's like an articulate Jim Bowen. Yeah. It's like if Jim Bowen had done English literature. Yeah. It's a... Uh, it, you've got two in the... Uh, nothing that... <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you exactly what it is. Oh, God, Can I, I got, tell you what it I, is? I stumbled so horrifically over my Jim Bowen then. I'm going to do it for you. You're stay not out, the Stay out of the black and keep in the red. There's no room in this game for two in a bed. There we go. There you, there go. you go. Thank you. It's hilarious, wonderful, fulfilling. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I thought you might be able to help with the following question. If I get a bounce out, am I allowed to re-throw the dart according to the original Bowen-imposed rules? Thank you for your time. OK, and that's from Expat Prisoner 215. Um... As a northerner, Pete, I'm going over to you. Well, What's I, your view on this? Well, I was um, on holiday um, last week, and um, I was playing with those uh, electronic darts things. I was in Japan, so they don't have sharp oh. darts. They just have the plastic darts. Oh, really? And they, so whatever you hit, um, it, it, it comes up on the scoreboard, you know, because they love electronic things out there. So everything has to be electronic, and, and oh, as, as long as it registers on the board... It can bounce out, it's fine, as long as it's registered in my, uh, That's you know, brilliant. in future darts. I must go there. Oh, no, I can't. I hate Japan. <laughs> the Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. We've had a text from 931 on the subject of worst insects. Uh, she says uh, her worst insect is the slug, uh, in particular the <laughs> is one... Is that an insect? Uh, surely not. I, was, uh, yeah, I wasn't surely sure. I thought it's, it's, a, it's a late... It's the first showing I would, for slug. I would mm. say it was a mollusk. Ah, yeah. fair enough. I'm thinking it's a they're, prawn. They're protesting <laughs> their, uh, the, the one that uses their lounge and kitchen as its slime root every night. <laughs> slime oh. root. Sounds like my dad when he was drinking, to be honest. But, uh, <laughs> slime root sounds like the best club. Sounds like a lot of men I've dated. Not the current one. He's all right. <laughs> well, he clearly isn't, as you started the show with. <laughs> no, I took responsibility for that. I think it was my fault. <laughs> Um, now I wanted to talk about. Uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, you both, a question. Mm. Um, I, I went I, last oh, week. We've told you. We're, we're both You're not very into that. Ha- we're both very happy with the partners we have. With the <laughs> slugs we on. <laughs> we don't want to buy your slugs. <laughs> it's horrible. Don't bring the slugs in. <laughs> it's an illness. I can only apologise. <laughs> slug salesman. Slugs Known salesman, slug salesman. Yes, Steve. Sorry. It's, it's the good thing is someone, if someone steals your slug, they always leave a trail, so it's easy to get it back. <laughs> <laughs> so last week I had I, I had one of the best talk, I went I, one of the best thing pieces of theatre I've ever been to. I went to see Clive James give a talk. Oh, uh, I love Clive James. He's just incredible. It was moving, funny. Mm. He was reading some of his poetry. It's just a, 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 a brilliant, man. brilliant. Uh, and it's a real example of the fact that he, someone that literate, mm. was was on telly all the time and was just watched all the time. Someone is. Can I uh, just apologise? Someone is counting in. Someone's agreeing someone with me. Someone's saying Clive. one, two, three, four, five, six. That was Sandy War who counting just signed down. up for yeah. Strictly Come Dancing. <laughs> <laughs> and was practising her samba <laughs> in the other room. If someone hears me talking about Sandy. Clive James, they have to count to ten before they punch a wall. <laughs> That's the new AE houseman. Sandy Wars, Strictly Come Dancing yeah. warm-up. One, two, three, yeah. four, five, six. Again, it's one, like the Clive two, James three, alarm. four, five, it's, six. It's, one more. It's, it's good because she usually starts her news bulletin warm-ups with a really bad swear word. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Sandy, thank you for your contribution. Yeah. But not, not at this time, oh, one, please. One, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> for... wait, wait till you hear her late nine one, which is seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you'd like to hear how that ends, tune in the same time next week. <laughs> the Sandy, Sandy Wall counts to a million, that, six numbers at a that time. That might be my favourite ever moment on Absolute Radio. <laughs> the countdown, Sandy Wall countdown. She doesn't, she doesn't know we're talking about yeah. that. Suddenly, you, you dropping the coffee on the desk last week feels less bad now. <laughs> oh, one, two, three. Oh, it's like Hollyoaks Nights. Sa- <laughs> Sandy War Nights. Wait till she gets to double figures. This is Frank Skinner. Where were we, Steve? Uh, well, I was midway through talking about Mr Clive James. Um, who had yeah, been... and I didn't put your mic up. Mm. Ah, it's not the most professional start. <laughs> One, but two, there three, we go. four, five. <laughs> <laughs> and David Baddiel has just texted me. You know I'm on air, David Baddiel. He says, either I'm going mad. Yes, I'm doing the voice. 
Or the first hour of your show this morning was repeated in the second hour. Or you told the driving instructor story twice. So that's the third thing I don't want. This is to I mean, do the- with the fact, <laughs> Pete, would you care to explain as an absolute radio Well, uh, I mean, it's one of two uh, options, isn't it, really? One is that um, you've done something wrong with the desk. Like, okay. Like, you let Sandy War in. It's you not out of the realm of possibility. You didn't put Steve's mic up, you know. Yeah. Um, or um, he may have switched over in between. He may have li- listened to one hour on Absolute Radio and then maybe listen to the next hour on Absolute Radio 90s okay. or 80s or 60s or one of the digital services. There you go. Thanks for saving me the cost of that text. <laughs> or a slug might have done it. That's very handy. <laughs> Steve Hall. So I was talking about Clive James. Um, yes. So it was wonderful. Who I'm a huge fan of. And there, there, were there are certain people who are so... When you're in the presence of greatness... At the end of their performance, you should you be honoured by my lateness. Yeah, you you stand. If there are certain people, and bear in mind what state that man's life is. Exactly. You know, he's, he's, the, he's the not courage, a well man. And, the yeah. courage no, right. of, of him. It's a, and, and the fact that he's not he's utterly unfazed by it. So yeah. he, he doesn't consider himself unlucky. He's, mm. he's stoic through it through it all. He's a national treasure. He's a world treasure. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And so, although he is an Australian national treasure, which is at mm. least thirty three percent less significant. <laughs> <laughs> But so at the end of the at the end of the talk, everyone uh, in the theatre stood to applaud him. Apart from two people sat immediately to my right, who quite defiantly refused <laughs> to stand. And it's the sort of thing where before you shoot them a dirty look, mm. you have to make sure there's nothing wrong with them. Right, yeah, you've, yeah, got to, you've, got to, you've got to check. Yeah, you've got to check for the legs. Stick. You don't check. know where the, st- the stick might be underneath yeah, the precisely. seat. Precisely. Or, or they're not Britain's fattest man. Yeah. Mm. Or they're not Jason Serkin from the uh, Daily Telegraph, the editor of the Daily Telegraph. <laughs> it, became, fired him. <laughs> it became quite apparent that there was nothing wrong with him. It was arms mm. folded. I don't stand for this person. <laughs> uh, and oh. so uh, I, I lost my temper. I got the angriest I've ever been and just went, Really? Did you? <laughs> but, but that's, that's as angry as I dare get. <laughs> oh, more animal than man. <laughs> but I, I'm intrigued. Do, do you? What's your policy on standing ovations? I have strong views on this. I feel when it comes to the the what I call the John Arney rise. <laughs> <laughs> I feel uh, I had it at the Baftas recently. Mm. I was up and down all night. And were you with your boyfriend? Yes, I was. Um, but I often wear quite seriously. I wear quite tight, restrictive clothing, so it's hard for me. And if I'm up for Scylla, I don't want to be up five minutes later for Julie Walters. I mean, right, I'd okay, much so rather you, be up for Julie Walters. So to you've be got so you've got to choose when I've you do it. I've got to choose. And also, I don't start the ovation. I'm a follower, not a leader. <laughs> and th- you know the, those people that are f- on their feet? And this is because I have post-traumatic stress disorder because my father would stand up at the end of Hamlet or something and say, Bravo! Bravo! Right. And sometimes say encore at the end of Hamlet. You want to see that again? <laughs> three, even the actors don't want to do it again. As long as he didn't follow it with une fois. Encore une fois. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've got a nasty feeling he might have done that at some stage. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. What else on Absolute Radio this morning? All kinds of stuff. <laughs> I just like saying that. <laughs> Frank likes saying, what else? This is a call to arms. Okay, what's happening? Yes, what other stories are we What's up? <laughs> <laughs> um, do you remember Wimbledon, that tennis competition? I remember happens? Wimbledon. That happens every blooming year. Last time I was there, I was there with uh, the man from JLS and Rochelle from the Saturdays. Oh, were they still together? Were they together? I don't they know. They are still together. Right, They've well, got a child know. and all sorts. Okay, well, you know, things mm. change. <laughs> Tennis changes people. Um, John Inverdale. Oh, yes. You remember that troublesome uh, chap, uh, I think on, uh, was it on Five Live or something? He was uh, talking to, he was talking about the Wimbledon champion, Marion Bartoli, last year. Yes, what did he say about her again? He, he said uh, she was never going to be a looker. Oh, well, talking he... about her formative years, as if he somehow knew. He should knew. know, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. And uh, But he's, he's come back, a bit, explained his actions, why he said those horrible yes, things Yes, because the point was it was very unfeminist yes. and, you know... Well, it was just unnecessary. He'd suggested that she had to try harder. Because, right, because she wasn't... Know. Right, OK. Mm. Um, so basically, he, he's... <laughs> He's basically blaming Flowers and his employers about this, really. He, he said, it was drummed into us over and over again. Never explain, never apologise, because if you do, you'll dig an even bigger hole. So I thought, I'll just keep on going and hope that nobody heard it. Oh, uh, it was like the Metropolitan Police in the 80s. <laughs> but he went on to basically blame uh, the fact that he was um, on hay fever medication and he was all over the place and he was just confused. And I love blaming hay fever. Just blaming pollen. I said, Jeremy Clarkson has terrible hay fever, doesn't he? (laughs) (laughs) He he wants to get some of that... uh... The BBC in the 1970s, (laughs) riddled with pollen. 
Well, Prince Philip gets it on an hourly basis. <laughs> There's, uh, he needs some antihistamines. And he, he sort of goes on and, and so Richard Key, so Alan Partridge, the way he explains it. Um, he said of apologising to the tennis player at the Wimbledon Champions Dinner, I went up to say I was sorry and, hear, uh, and her exact words to me were, don't worry about that, what do you think of my heels? And I said, they look great, which they did. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> pathetic. It was pathetic, but I kind of... I mean, I didn't respect what he said. I thought it was absolutely dreadful. But I I like that he styled it out. It's a bit Hitler, like <laughs> Because I like an excuse, and I, li- I yeah. like wriggling when, out of something it, like that. It's that thing, that, that moment when you realise you've been digging yourself the hole, yes. and that you're in way deeper than you can ever escape from. That's that feeling of panic mm. as yeah. the universe stops spinning for a moment or two. And yes. there's just no escape, you, and you think, if I go really far past infinity I might come back round and everything will be okay yeah, again. Yeah. it was like when I was very late once for a uh, it was a history of art class I think I was doing and um, I was very late and I didn't know what to say because I'd run out of things to say so I said um, I'm really sorry I've got a disease, got a disease. <laughs> I didn't specify the disease um, and everyone looked horrified Wow! and we just got on with analysing the titian I imagine there's a lot of kids at your school turning up with, like, gout and stuff like that. Yes, there is. We'll talk about that in a minute. (laughs) You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. I can exclusively reveal that Pete Donaldson made it back uh, in time for this next link with, what would you say, Steve Hall, 15 seconds uh, yep, to spare? Pretty much. A professional amount of time to get back <laughs> in the studio. It was I, know something, long, I know how long songs are, it's fine. It was something of a nail-biter. Well, I was actually Something listening. I hope you weren't doing, <laughs> given where you were. I'd wash but, my hands. I've come back and there's a piece of paper next to me just saying the word gangsters on it. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're what... waiting for me outside. <laughs> <laughs> just FYI, they'll be the ones that don't actually... Um, they won't slow down. Yeah. Right, OK, yeah. Okay. I this just is, have to run in the car. Emily, make sure no-one uh, goes to the toilet and leaves it a bit close. Just, <laughs> yeah. just the word gangsters. Yeah, never cut it fine with me. <laughs> Steve Hall, we were talking about excuses that one makes in the wake of John We were, we were discussing John, John Inverdale's weak excuse. But, uh, yes. but I, I like that moment where you dig yourself into a hole. So my, my favourite horrific, pathetic excuse was... Uh, Does it uh, involve Doctor Who? Uh, no, no Doctor okay. Who. Uh, other other than uh, could no, Doctor Who be involved. included? Just include some. Yeah. Uh, well, it's 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 a sort oh, of happened no. in the past. Okay. So yeah. there is some sort of time travel involved, <laughs> and it's a missing episode from my life. Yeah. There you go. Oh, lovely! Uh, you, he always weaves it in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, at university, my girlfriend at university, every Friday night at our college, they would have a formal dinner where you had to be there bang on time, and you'd wear a suit and all that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I was horrifically late. I was like twenty-five minutes late. Oh yeah. Um, and so I'd miss, fashion late. I'd, yeah, I was embarrassingly late, and so mm. I came in, and I was so late, and I had no other excuse than I'd just taken a lot longer in the shower. I'd lost track of time. I was singing away. I think uh, we know what was going on, but I'd rather <laughs> not talk about it. And uh, you know, you've got to get it nice and tidy down there. It's uh, it's important. And, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> carefully quaffed yeah. in the technical area. Don't uh, tell me. And uh, and so I lied and pretended that because I used to cycle into our college, so I just pretended that I'd had a, a horrific accident. accident on my bike. I'd come off my bike, but the more Did I you kept just talking, tell a total lie? yeah, I told a total. But I was like, kind of, oh, yes, really shaken up, and and just. But then it meant that four hours later, uh, in the bar afterwards, people were coming up, going, "Oh, you were okay, mate. I heard you had a bit of a tricky one. You, you were all right." And I was going, "Oh, yeah, I was just shaken up. Thankfully, no. I think I might have some bruises in the morning." And it just became. I was tortured oh, by my own lies. You. you had to secretly go out and like just put your foot through your spokes just to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, to yeah. smash your bike up a bit. What about when I was working for The Gap and I said right. I had appendicitis because I had a university interview? It was like Jude the Obscure. I couldn't, <laughs> they couldn't accept that, you know, I had these um, ambitions. So uh, I told a lie. And mm. it was my, encouraged by my mother. She said, darling, just say you've got appendicitis. No one will ask. I mean, I, <laughs> but what she didn't realise, so I took a couple of weeks off, which I thought, great, I'll get a couple of weeks extra into the boot. When I went back, of course, they said, oh, how are you, poor thing? You're in pain. Yeah, yeah. And I it's... touched my side. And she said, it's on the other side, your oh, appendix. Dear. No, I think appendix pain can be both sides. Yeah, yeah. If can I it? It's so painful. Yeah. Oh, thanks for that. I'll go back in time to <laughs> 1990. You could be yeah. one of those mirror image people where their heart's on the right-hand side. Yeah, yeah. Or the left, I forget, to be honest. 
I never, I never worked in the yeah. app again after that. My favourite bad excuse is, that, you know, this Republican senator who doesn't, he doesn't like gay people very much. Mm. Okay, but he was found well, playing no footsie. He was pl- found playing footsie in a public toilet with what turned out to be a police officer. Oh. So he's obviously absolutely busted, and his excuse was, "I have a wide stance when I go to the bathroom." <laughs> <laughs> Talking yeah. a bit, George Michael. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We've had an email from Matt. Uh, oh, says, a, a question for Emily, your resident fashion guru. Yes, uh, I've always thought that uh, I've always thought a grey suit brown shoe combo was a no go. I'd like to get Emily's stance on this. I've recently bought some very smart brown shoes. Uh, my best suit is grey. You can mm. see where I'm going here. I'm talking a three piece light grey Hugo Boss suit with a classic handmade English brown brogue. Good or bad? What does the Divine Miss M think? Yours in anticipation, Matt. Well, I can exclusively reveal, Matt, that you've made the correct decision. Brown should go with grey. Brown with Mm. navy. I mean, you can't beat that choice. Right. I much prefer the brown slash grey. It's a bit like bird markings, and that's always a good thing. Don't go for black. I actually, I'm not in favour of a black shoe. It's a bit murderer in a 70s drama. I don't like a black shoe. (laughs) You go for a brown shoe, don't you, I go for a brown pointy pointy shoe, yeah. yeah. I mean, what I would do in this situation is just... Like use like a brown shoe cream on the on the shoe, and just work upwards until the whole suit is shiny and brown. Oh, you can't go brown with brown. Brown with brown. No. Why? What about you, Steve Hall? I'm fond of a brown shoe. I won. I uh, some time ago on this show, I complained. Frank Skinner won't be seen in anything else. May I say? Yeah, indeed. Yeah. I I complained about having lost. Uh, I I was bidding for some brown Adidas Gerdmullers on eBay. Oh, nice. About a year ago. Oh, I'm not being rude, but he did not stop going on about that. I'm delighted that. to announce last night. I won some. Yay! It's, it's a, yeah, it's a monkey off my back. <laughs> well, I spent it's, I spent a hundred pounds on used shoes. <laughs> you that is pervert. the least dignified moment of my life. But oh, I, I don't know. Shoe. I think I can find some others. <laughs> All manner of grot love. Yeah, uh, no, I'm fond was, of a brown shoe. That it was actually the love that I found most objectionable about that Pete Donaldson. <laughs> it was the love I could have done with that. Yeah, what I would say, Matt, is you sound like you've got it going on. You sound like you've got good taste anyway. Yeah. All I would avoid, I mean, there are certain looks I would avoid. Obviously, you know how we feel about the Top Gear look, no mm, frayed yeah. jeans. Right. Right. It's, it, send in a photo, Matt. We'd like to see, yeah. even, even if it's just for our own edification. It's, We'd it's like to see how it it's looks. It's good that he's asking questions. No, don't send in a photo. That sounds really pervy, Steve, and I'll have none of your behaviour <laughs> on that bombshell. Uh, Steve Hall, it's been lovely having you. Pete Donaldson, it's been equally lovely having you. Thank Frank you. is back next week. You'll be very relieved to hear. So, lots more Birmingham. Uh, I've enjoyed it. Be seeing you. The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience.